Welcome to the Court of Three podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my outdoor loving but very technologically adept husband, Spencer. Spencer and I launched this podcast. Do you want to say hello? Hey, everybody. Spencer and I launched this podcast in 2021 with the mission to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. Here we share some of our joys, triumphs, challenges that we've had over the years, even some painful moments, and how we have grown through each of them. We hope that you will laugh with us or at us and take time to think and even maybe have your emotions moved to tears. We want to thank you so much for listening and for being a part of this community. What episode is this? We are on episode 50. Can we, you believe it? We've been recording this 50 times. 50 times. Well, a few extra because sometimes yeah. we have to start over. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And for our 50th, when everybody gets the pleasure of listening to two nasally people because we've been dealing with this congestion, all this crazy weather stuff, yes, back and forth, and it stops our head up. And then I reached out to my doctor and I said, Hey, man, I've had this thing for a week. Yeah, I'm ready to knock this thing out. He said, Yeah, there's been a couple of viruses going around, and I could call you in some antibiotics, but. Probably won't do any good. You just got to let it run its course. I was like, okay. Which we've been doing. Yes. I'm like, I'm ready At for least this course feel, to be over. We feel better. I think you you maybe have some chest pain from all your coughing. You yeah. Coughing more yeah. There's you. some soreness there. A little, little rib cage. Yeah. Like tenderness. So just don't tickle me. Okay. No. All right. Okay. 50. Yeah. Speaking well, of 50. This is a big month. Yeah. We hit. It's my birthday. It is month. your birthday month for my fiftieth. You turn fifty I years know. old. Half a century. Hey, join. That I've been to, alive. Welcome to the club. Wow. The, I'm That's telling crazy. you, the fifties. This is this is the best. The fifties. I love oh, being in my. I'm 50s. looking forward to it. Hey, I'm I'm all up for the challenge. Well, here's the thing about being in your fifties. By the time you hit fifty, you should have made all the mistakes. Um, most of most the big of them, ones, yeah. all the big ones. You should have gotten all of those out of the way, and now you can uh, take those lessons that you learned uh-huh. and teach them to other people. Or when other True. people make them, you go stupid. You've probably lightened up a lot by oh. the time you get to fifty-two. Oh, yeah. You realize there's a lot of know, things that just don't matter. Yeah, or we made way too big of a deal about some things and just yes. lighten up and enjoy the ride. Okay, so I'm yeah, going to enjoy all, the ride. It's all downhill from here. Because <laughs> they, I mean, the other day, oh, well, it's been a few weeks. Uh-huh. Um, I actually wrote out my eulogy. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually wrote my eulogy out. For it's, someone else to read? Yeah, it's short. Okay. It's okay. short. I mean, it ain't nothing long to it. Okay. But I wrote it out. And the idea was, okay, uh-huh. if the average person lives... Uh-huh. You know, to say 85. 80 something. Uh-huh. All right, 85. Let's just say the average person lives at 85. I got 34 years left. How, how do I want to spend that 34 years? Wow. You know? Okay. I mean, we've been married almost 30. Right. Okay. So 
there is a good chance, there's a good chance that we'll make 60 years of marriage. Uh huh. But I hope so. You know, that would be great. I wonder if we're still doing the podcast in 60, <laughs> at 60. Can you imagine? I don't know. We'd probably have to have other people looking at the computer and setting everything up. For right. Because we couldn't see it or. Right. It, technology might be so advanced by then. We'd have to get our children. Yeah, you'll. Now, <laughs> do it. now, don't be offended by this. You may okay. be blind. I may be deaf. I know. I know. I maybe have to have Got some, it. like, special earplugs to yeah. hear. So. We'll see. We'll just take it one day at a time. One day at a time. Speaking of that, let's do some updates. Sweet Jesus. Okay. That was no, a good song. I ask you to sing, though. That was a good song. Okay. It was a good song. Tell us some updates. You had a big event this week with FCA, and I remember you coming home, and you just said that was just one of the best nights within FCA that you've had. Well, so a local school, North Oconee High School, was hosting a Fields of Faith event, and their student leadership team had uh, invited me to be a part of of the event and what they wanted me to do, they wanted me to MC the event. So uh-huh. they held everything in the auditorium at North Oak County uh-huh. high school. And, uh, they had speakers, they had worship leaders, they had, um, you know, there was a lot going on. They had some students that, that shared testimony. Sure. They had students that shared the gospel. They had, uh, guest speakers, some college students. They had, um, my teammate Nolan Wood had one of the graduate assistants from the basketball program at Georgia. Uh-huh. He came and he shared uh, some of his faith. And the the special guest for the evening was uh, our very own David Pollock. And they wanted me to interview David. Well, I'd met David once before, so he and I never really had any real other interaction interaction yeah. at all. But David's a local guy, and you know, I mean, he he co- he's coached in some youth football. He's uh-huh. coached at some different levels around here, and obviously, you know, if you don't know who David Pollock is, then you've been living under a rock somewhere. But uh, or you don't really care for college football. Yeah. Um, but anyway, David is really really strong in his faith. He leverages his platform on college game day and his his influence in college football. He leverages um, his family foundation uh, with him and his his wife Lindsay, and they uh, they do things to really help people. Uh, and their goal there is to basically advance the gospel. So David is really really committed in his faith, and so he was invited to be the guest speaker well what they wanted to do is they wanted to do this in an interview format it wasn't just going to be uh-huh. him getting up there and just speaking talking and talking uh-huh. um so i was as the mc was asked to do the interview can i just say i'm so glad that we've been doing a podcast for these years what, because it really oh my goodness this Yay. i mean it really really helped to prepare me to be on point and, and ready. It was great. I mean, so I never knew that the practice that we do here each and every week uh-huh. helps me to communicate better. Uh, now I'm beginning to see it more. Yes. It helps so much in communication 
uh, publicly or even in conversation with people. That's cool. It is really, really helpful. But so I had like this list of seven questions. I knew, okay. I knew all I needed to do was really just, start. he only needed like one or two questions yeah. <clears throat> and, and he would have just been on, he was just going to be off to the races. I knew right. that that was going to be what he would do. I mean, the dude's a He's pro. seasoned. He, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, when uh, when he got there to the auditorium and we got connected, we hit it off. I mean, it was like, uh, all right, this is going to be good. And and I just sensed it. I think he uh-huh. sensed it, too. Uh-huh. And we got up on stage. And uh, after everything was over, um, I think what most impressed me about the conversation was his commitment to sharing the gospel. Mm. and And that... And then it wasn't about David Pollock. Yeah. It was about who Jesus is in David Pollock's life. And he shared, you know, uh, a lot of really cool stuff, not only about his, his transformation as, you know, an athlete in high school and then moving into college and then moving into the NFL and then transitioning into media and college game day. But he talked about his transformation spiritually, which started, you know, really just with somebody sharing the word with him. And from there, you know, his, he just, his faith just began to grow and continue to grow. And, uh, it was, it was really a, a great conversation and was a critical piece in an incredibly planned out night that those FCA student leaders um, put together. That's some the, sharp the leadership, kids. Yeah. The leadership did a phenomenal job yeah. of, of planning and preparing for that night. They were nervous. They had no idea uh-huh. how many people were going to show up. Yeah. Had absolutely no crowd. idea. Had about 500 people yeah. there uh, on that night. They were totally blown away. Um Jack's church, Jack's on yes. our team, Jack's church, their student ministry, their student worship team. They did an incredible job leading worship from Grace mm-hmm. Fellowship. It was it was just all around. It was just a great night that I believe God was glorified in the whole thing. And when I got done uh, with everything, uh-huh. as far as emceeing, I've never really enjoyed um, like in other events, I've never really thought that that thought that that would be something enjoyable. I've done it like at a camp and things like that, but it's just it's, your it's role always or, yeah. Uh-huh. It's just always I've never really embraced it. Uh huh. But now I think maybe because I'm in my fifties and I just don't care. Again, we've lightened up. I've lightened up, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, enjoy. Okay, I, you know. Okay. All right, let's do this. And I got off that stage and I told. I told Kenny Brooks, I was like, Kenny, let me tell you something. I've been in ministry for 30 plus years. I've been doing FCA for almost 10. Uh-huh. In all of my years of doing ministry, I would rate that event and, th- and my role in this and being able to interview David uh-huh. Pollock. I would rank that in probably one of the top two to three most fun moments I've ever had in in doing ministry. And I think ministry ought to be fun. 
Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And at the end of the night, there were people's lives that were changed. Yes. They heard the gospel. Yes. Seeds were planted. And, and you know, who knows where that's going to go. True. So. True. It was, it was great. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad you got to be a part of that uh, and see that take place right here in our community. And, what's a, and what was amazing. With young people. Is I, is going prior to it, of course, I sounded like th- what I sound like now <laughs> going into the event. Right. Oh, yeah. You told me this. And then during the event. You said you had no trouble. I had no issues. With your voice. No issues with you didn't my voice. You need to cough and I didn't hack. Need to, I, no. That's, see, the Lord the, just did the that. The congestion, it was like yes. temporarily gone. That's great. And then as soon as we were over and I got back in my truck, it went right back. Yeah, by I'm the like, time you got home, you dang were, it. <laughs> you it were blowing over. your nose again. That was terrible. <laughs> well, he protected you for that time. That, that's good. really great. And yeah. That's exciting that... It, to to see young people's lives changed and how God uses them uh-huh. in their places. Um, yeah. Speaking of young people, we have had a couple of weeks of soccer now, middle school girls. How do you like being a head coach? It's really fun. It's really fun. I've learned a lot. I like being an assistant too. coach. You do? Yeah. Well, good. We'll keep it that way then. Yeah. I like being an <laughs> assistant coach. No, it's, it, this is the biggest group we've had of girls. We've got some. Yeah. We've got some athletes we on do, our team. We do, and some that are just hungry to learn. And, They're fun, um, too. They are. I don't sense any real drama yet. No, they, we laugh a lot and tease each other and encourage each other. So We've got a few that have a little a bit good season. of some maybe some issues of confidence or anything like that. Yeah, but, but we're going to work on that. Yeah, we're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. Yes. I'm excited. We got our first game this week. I know. Some of them are not quite sure what to think, but yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. So it's time. Yep. We got a lot to do. And Lizzie's finishing up basketball. I mean, I guess we have this week of games. And we got then two, maybe we got two away games. Kind of starts tournament play. We got to go to Eatonton one night. We got to go to. Uh, Monticello, Monticello yeah. the other night. Man, mm-hmm. a lot of traveling this week. And then we got to speak Wednesday night to our students. Oh, yes, church. we do have that. That'll be good, though. Yes, we're in you a series. You can talk about love, sex, and dating. Right, we're in a series this month. We got a 51-year-old and an almost 50-year-old going to be talking <laughs> to high school students about love, sex, and dating. We got a lot to share. Oh, them. we got a ton to share. <laughs> Yes, we do. All right. Speaking of sharing, what are we sharing tonight? What on episode 50, is our topic? On episode 50, we, me and you. Yes. You and me. You and I. Oh, you and I? I am sharing. Okay. You, you are sharing. Uh, you and I are <laughs> sharing about the power of the seven-second hug. Yes. We have been practicing that yeah, we've this been, week. <laughs> we, I like that kind of practice. That's some good practice. Uh, we were, yes, we, we, I'm trying to remember issued what, this challenge. I don't know. I think I saw it. I don't know where I saw somebody said something about a seven second hug. And I was like, huh, huh. I think Let's I'm going to, I think I'm going to try that. So you chat, right. You came home and you said, here's a challenge, honey. Here's a seven second <laughs> hug. Come here. And so I grabbed your hand mm-hmm. and I brought you close 
And I said, I'm just going to hug you for seven seconds. And you counted in my ear. And I did. I counted. I went one, two, two, three, three, four. I'm sure that was kind of awkward for a little bit. For just a little bit. I I was like, okay, what in the world? But every day we've done this. Yeah. Then you started saying, hey, where's my seven second hug? And I would say, wait, we haven't had our seven second hug yet. Yeah. Where's my seven second hug? I'm like. Uh, I was just going to do that. I was just coming to give that to you. Right. But we have noticed some things about a seven second. And we want to share that with everyone because it has been a a good thing this week. And we're going to keep it up, right? Well, I don't see any reason to quit. Yeah, we're going to keep it up. I mean... (laughs) If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Okay. Well, first of all, do we need to clarify? Oh, yeah. We need to clarify this. Okay. So. This is not a stranger. No. this. You don't walk up to a stranger (laughs) and hug a stranger on the street for seven seconds. Let me give you a seven second hug. No. You look like you need a hug. Awkward. Oh, that would be so awkward. So awkward. Yeah. Um, Don't do this to your colleagues at work. No. That's not a good thing. Not appropriate. No. No. And then, you know, even your children, like we, we have some Now they're maybe a little bit different now that they're older, but they just didn't really want to be, you know, hugged and wrangled in and squeezed tightly a lot. In fact, if I try to do a hug, I mean, maybe good night hugs or something or goodbye hugs, but yeah. Yeah. And it's usually like a, (laughs) like a bro hug. You know from what a bro side. hug is, yeah, right? Yeah, from the side. No, no, no. No, that's a side hug. Oh. That's the... What's a bro hug? The bro hug... Like you bump chest or something? The bro hug is... Girls don't do you, that. That's you are you do embrace. Oh, okay. But it's like... Real quick. It's really fast, and it's three taps on the back. Boom, boom, boom. Three taps. And then you're off. And then you back off. Girls don't do that. That's weird. Okay. But what we're talking about... Girls just put their faces together. Oh... And lean in. And lean in. Okay. And then they'll do the air kiss. Uh, I don't know. Yes, they do. You don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're clarifying about hugging. So, right. This should not cause, you know, (laughs) um, with your children is what I'm thinking about. This should not be a fight with them. Uh -uh. You know, come here. I'm trying to hug you for seven seconds. So what we're really talking about is in the marriage. Yeah. In the context of your your, husband and wife uh with spouses. Correct. Is what we're talking about. Or your fiance. We're talking about seven second hugs. Okay. Yeah. Seven second hugs. Yes. So why seven? Why seven I, seconds? I don't know. The number seven in the Bible is the number. No, of it ain't that spiritual. <laughs> no, I thought that's where you were going. I don't no. Know. Why seven? Yeah. Because maybe five is not quite enough. No, five is definitely not enough. You got to go longer. Okay. I and, don't know. And well, once you go seven, then you just go into overtime. I was going to say it kind of, right. Some of ours then ended up being, we quit count. We weren't really counting and it just, Yeah. Yeah, just you kept just, hugging. Yeah, you just go into overtime. Okay. And then you go to double overtime. So why is seven then magic? Then you go to triple right? overtime. Why seven magic? I think what it does is it's do, doing a seven-second count uh-huh. is something that slows 
you down. Okay. Okay. It stops what you're doing. Okay. Slows you down. And read it. Read it's a reset. Oh, I like that. It's a reset. Okay. So seven seconds. You have to. You have to intentionally pause from everything you're doing and engage in physical touch uh-huh. of your spouse or your fiance, and take seven seconds out of your minute. And hug your spouse. And I'm not, and and I and when I say a hug, I'm talking like, not a side hug, right? Not, not the like bro hug, yeah, not the bro hug, not the side but really hug. Really embracing, like, right? Coming together. It's a frontal hug, face to face, right? It puts you right in that person's space. Uh-huh. You get into yeah. their space, yeah, and you practice that. Spirit of oneness uh-huh. coming together. Yes, which is the way God designed it. Uh-huh. Okay, so you know me. I like information. So I went to a medical journal and looked up, you know, are there scientifically proven, medically proven benefits to hugging? Are you serious? Yes, th- there are. In many, many published articles in medical journals. Yes. Okay. You mean this so, has medical benefits? Yes. Like what? Okay. They said that hugs reduce stress. Okay. Reduce We're going to talk about that in a minute. They even boost your immune system. Oh, we need to hug a whole lot more. <laughs> we must not have been hugging. We must not have been hugging. Okay. It's your fault. And they boost your heart health. We've talked about that in an episode about yeah. being heart healthy. Hugging boosts that heart health. I wonder how it does that. Hugs. Now, okay, this we could kind of dissect this one. Hugs make you happier. Um, and it well, kind of I talks think, about endorphins, yes. I mean, you want to be happy in your yes. relationship. Yes. Okay. It says hugs can help reduce fears and anxiety. Is our society yes. not plagued with that? We'll talk a little bit about that, too, yeah. in just a second. Okay. Um, says, hugs even help reduce your pain. When you are sensing pain somewhere, oh, yeah. that a hug can have an effect on the body that reduces the pain. That's I interesting. Mean, this is so interesting. Yes. That's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I bet it's not just physical pain. It's emotional, relational. I bet you're right. Yeah. I bet you're right. Okay. So benefits, but let's talk about um, maybe just a couple of things that we want to bring out about a seven-second hug. Yeah. So what does the seven-second hug do? Yeah. It's interesting that what you just said about those medical benefits, some of that is, you know, in kind of uh-huh. in our three things that we said. Yeah. That it does. Yes. And we're not doctors. <laughs> no. No. We're definitely not doctors. <laughs> the first thing that we wrote down is that it depressurizes. So let me, you're going to, you got a little illustration, I know. Sure. But let's just say that you've had a pressure pack day. Yes. And Which you come we home. I'll do sometimes. And your spouse is home. Yes. Your spouse has had a pressure pack day. Yes. And a seven second hug mm. can depressurize your spouse. 
Yes. It depressurizes her or him. Because many times we both come in and we're pressurized already and it's built up. And many times it's not even that that person really does anything. It might just be the day we've had, what we're coming from, but we all probably can think of an instance where we blew up. Yeah. So I thought immediately of my pressure pot. Now, you said your mom never used one. I don't remember my mom ever using a pressure My family did growing up. Grandparents, aunts, okay. As a wedding gift, my mother gave us one because Uh she had taught me how to cook in the pressure pot. And you put your food in there with the water and seal it. And it's got this little valve on the top. And you're pressurizing the contents to cook it faster, tenderize it, okay? But you cannot just open that pot after that pressure has been built up. Right. And you have to release that valve very carefully with, you know, a pot holder or whatever, and let that sit for a little bit. And that's exactly what it reminded me of when you said, you know, it's a reset and it's a it allows each person to calm down from the day. Yep. To calm down from whatever they've left, just come from anything in their head and emotions and to let that settle back. During that seven second hug. That's a great picture. I like that. Yeah, that's a great picture of the pressure cooker. Yeah. Because if you if you pop that thing open and yeah. it hadn't depressurized. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. Right. There's going to be some pain, which what if, I was saying many times I've done. If you you're know, still pressurized. Or, yes, blown up. And, and you haven't. Hurt that. Yeah. How much better it would be if we would depressurize. Yeah. Just depressurize. Just yeah. Just let your spouse give you a seven second hug. Mm -hmm. And if you need a hug, tell them. Oh yeah. Can you can you hug me for a second? Can we take a moment and yeah, have a hug? Yeah. That's good. Okay. So it depressurizes. I wonder if people are gonna take this and start hugging themselves. (laughs) You know, in my psychology class. It was Psych 101, I'm sure. Introduction to Psychology. Weirdo 101. I know. He did. The professor was like, repeat after me, I love myself. And we had to hug ourselves. And I was looking around the room like, I am not going to do that in front of all these people. Right. And then people started being silly. And I was like, what in the world? Okay. Sorry. Sorry. That was a tangent. We digressed. Yes. Okay. So seven second hug depressurizes. You, you used another word when we were kind of talking about that earlier that, you know, it diffuses. Yeah. Um, yeah. The second thing that it does is that it demonstrates, Mm. it demonstrates intentionality and it, it demonstrates and models love towards your spouse. Yeah. But the other thing that it does is that it models for your kids the um affection that is needed in relationships, in mm-hmm. healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. There's proper affection. Mm-hmm. And kids need to see that. Um yeah. 
So so it's not just that, right, that person, you're demonstrating it to that person, but you're also demonstrating it to other family other members. People. Yes. Mm-hmm. Other people. Mm-hmm. And it models a very healthy home. Yes. Is what it does. I think it. there's a lot about maybe safeness. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. you're like, hey, and we're together. We're here. in this together. We're yeah, right. And that, whether kids can verbalize that or not, that that sticks. Yes, that sticks in their in their memory. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that we identified that the seven second hug does is that it deepens. Yeah. It deepens. It deepens the relationship. It does. I said that you come face to face, and there's just. To me, anyway, something about you look in their eyes, you know, um, and there's I, again, I think the hug it usually leads to hard. a kiss. Too. Yeah, we did you end know. up kissing. So it would be to me, it'd be hard to just fake it, like turn away, hug for seven. And, and really, yes, if this becomes a habit, that's going to be hard to fake that you, you're coming together and yeah, we would look in each other's eyes and you see that person for who they are and that God has given them to you as a helpmate and, and they're it's not a, perfect. And it's also a practice, but neither are you a continual practice of vulnerability. Yeah. Authenticity. Yeah. You know, grace, forgiveness, mm-hmm. love, and all of those things in the very act of the hug are communicated and it deepens yes. the, it deepens the relationship. And it seems like something so simple, doesn't it? It's, it's free. It's yeah. free. There's no Tyler, money. That you have Tyler's to free hug shirt. Oh, he, did. he just wanted to wear that on the beach. He did. He just wanted the to wear that on the beach. would come up. Yeah. Free hugs. Yeah. Free hugs. He I don't know that it worked like hug. he thought it would. Yeah, it didn't. Well, I'm sure they looked at him, but I don't know that. They probably looked at him and go, oh, that's weird. <laughs> that guy's desperate. Oh, man. <laughs> no, but seriously, it 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 doesn't cost us anything except the time, like you said. It's all it takes. To just stop and do it. Take those seven seconds or longer. If it well, turns into- you know, and, you know, one of the le- le- greatest lessons I've learned, uh-huh. be patient, be present, be yes. deliberate. Right. Well, a hug Take pay, be patient in the hug. Don't do it fast. Don't rush it. Be present. Uh huh. Um, be fully there in the moment. Be fully there in the moment. Because what's really cool, what I've noticed, is that as we've practiced it, yes. Once we got to about a five count, it's like both of us went. There was probably a yes. I remember that a sigh, or I remember myself doing that. There was this. Oh. Yeah, just nice. a letdown. Yeah, you know, just this release. Yeah. Um, and then where was I going? Train gone. It jumped tracks. Sorry. That's okay. You said you noticed as we did it. There was a. Well, it just side. oh, and then the, the deliberate. Oh yeah, you're being deliberate. Present, deliberate. Yeah, being deliberate. You. You're, you're not doing. You're not doing this thing accidentally. You're doing this with deliberation. Hmm. You're deliberately stepping into the space of your spouse to initiate some physical touch that says, "I love you and you matter." 
Oh, that's good. Um, Mic drop. Boom. That's good. Okay, so the three things that we identified about a seven-second hug and what it does, depressurizes, demonstrates, and deepens. Right. Mm. You got anything else? I like it. You got anything else? No, I'm ready for a seven-second hug. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Hey, thanks mm. so much for listening, you guys to episode 50. Yes, we hope that this encourages you this week to hug your spouse. And if your kids let you, hug, their, hug, them hug too. your kids. Yes. Hug someone you love. Absolutely. Hug someone you love. And remember that two are better, are better than, than one, one and, and a quarter of three, three strands, strands is not easily broken. Is not easily broken.